Are you happy this evening? It's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I hope you came with expectations. And say, God bless my heart. Amen. Uh, without waste of time, let us see. Uh, go to our Bibles. And then we'll read from verse or Colossians. So from the word in chapter one, uh, from verse twenty-six. I think the title we can just call it the mystery. Of all ages. Is it close city in Amen. The mystery of all ages. In That's Colossians one, verse twenty-six. It reads in this manner if you found it. If even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints. Ngisho, impitlagalo, ebe ifitlegile, seloku wakala izikati nizizugulwane, kepa kaloku yambuliwe kwabangwele banke. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okubona, Ungulungulu at Handa, Ubazisa, Ubuti, Iini, in Nebuengazimulo, Yadium Fitlaralo, Parati, Kabezizu, Ebu Christu, Parati, Guinu, Itemban, and Kazimur. Hallelujah. This is wonderful. Let's, let's just pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, as human beings, we are able to read the Bible, Amen. given the levels of literacy that we may possess. Amen. But it's not about the literacy. It's about the revelation. Amen. That is why, after we have read through our literacy, we still need to look up to you for a divine revelation. So that uh, once we are done, it should just be, not just be an intellectual exercise, but it should be a matter of heart. Because you said you are the God that uh, look into the hearts, dear God. And this evening we expect you to come and grant us our heart's desire. But I think this evening, everyone that is here came because they love you. Amen. No, for no other reason except to express the kind of fellowship that they would want to have with your Father. Amen. Because you bathed them, Heavenly Father. So we committed the reading of the way to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats for a couple of minutes. Uh, so just for couple of minutes, we just want to look at 
the mystery of all ages. Amen. That's what we want to look at here. Now, when you look at the, the Bible, uh, it's, it's, it's not a complicated book. Amen. The prophet says it's a it's a love letter from the groom to the bride. Amen. You know, sometimes a message could be the right message, but to a wrong recipient. There's a brother that once sent me a message, an SMS. When I read it, I realized that I was a a wrong recipient. Because he was telling me how much he loves me and so forth. Uh, And I said... At first, when I read it, I said, okay. Uh, he might be uh, loving the pastor. Mm-hmm. The, the, the language, no, 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 no. no. Uh, then I saw another message coming back and say, wrong message. Uh, the one, actually, he wanted to send the wife that he sent it to me. Amen. So it was a, it was a love message. But I was the wrong recipient. Amen. As much as I could read it and understand what he was saying, but I could not connect with the spirit behind the message. Did you get me? It's not just about reading. There is a a spirit behind a message. Amen. It's not just about reading. There is a spirit of the author behind the message. You can receive the book but without connecting with the spirit of the author. And if you can, if 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 I if I could, gee, if I could have insisted on holding on to that message and say, "This is my message," it, it would have looked very uh, perverse. Amen. That, uh, how can this man uh, own the message 
such a message. When you own a message that is not intended for you, you come up with perverse things. The Bible is written to Mrs. Jesus Christ. But when others got the Bible, even though it was not sent to them, from the Bible they came up with perverse things. But when the message has gone to the right recipient. Uh, I don't know whether the brother resend the message to the right one. But when it came to me, I, I, I was even frowning. The, the reaction was not what the message was created for. But I believe if that message went to the right recipient, it must have brought the smile. Because why? There is is a connection. So if the Bible is sent to you, and there will be a connection between you and the author. So the Bible is is a story of God unfolding himself from the eternal spirit where he was alone with his thoughts. There was a time when he was alone with his thoughts. As that great being called Elohim where there were no atoms, molecules where there were no planets. It was just the self-existing one with his thoughts. Now from that state, then he unfolded himself through the spoken words. Do you know that when you look at the creation, there is a natural and there is a supernatural one. There was a, a light before there was a natural light. Mm. How we together? Yes. Because all things were made by Him and made for Him. Ooh, it was the logos. So it was the, the, that great God unfolded Himself into the logos as the, through the spoken way. Uh, he was coming down in order to manifest what he is in the form of his family. So he, by, by the manifestation of himself, which was the logos, he was displaying his glory. And he deserves to be worshipped by those who love his appearing. Hallelujah. So, it is, the Bible is about 
this God unfolding himself. What was the why was he unfolding himself? You know when he started as Elohim and he became the Logos which is the pillar of fire and then he became which is the theophany as he was coming down until he became a flesh. He had a destination. A human, a man, a man is God's final destination. So this is a great mystery of how that great Elohim how he condescended and became a father during the dispensation of fatherhood. And he expressed himself further as the pillar of fire. Whenever he came on the mountain, whoever touched the mountain died. But he unfolded himself further down in the form of a sunship when he was formed in a, in a womb of a vision and he, beca- and he became a son. It was God going somewhere until he dies and rose again and came back as the, in the form of the Holy Spirit in order to dwell in the heart of the believer. So it's a great mystery how that great being how he could co-descend and bottle himself in the heart of a human being. Isn't it beautiful? The one that filled up the universe today fills up your heart. And and the prophet shows how he condescended himself. I, I like it here when it says to whom God would would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery amongst the Gentiles. Which is the mystery which has been hid from ages but now is made manifest to his saints. What is that mystery? Is Christ in in you the hope of glory. Uh, you know, the Bible doesn't just use weights uh, for the sake of using weights. And I, I want to say, why does it not say which is Jesus Christ in you, but it just says Christ in you? Hallelujah. We are not trying to play with words here. There is a special meaning. Hallelujah. We believe that Jesus was born. And Jesus dies. Hallelujah. Jesus was a human body. 
It was the name that was given to the body. together. When that body was anointed, then that body became Jesus Christ. I don't think like a denomination that Jesus now had a new say name. Christ is not a say name. It's a stage of a ministry. Jesus had the beginning. Jesus had the end. But Christ did not have the beginning. And Christ did not have the end. So when we speak about Jesus Christ, it's not a saying, but it tells you the point where heaven and earth met. It, it speaks about a point where the natural and the supernatural met. Jesus naturally came. But supernaturally Christ came into Jesus. Are you here, message believers? Brother Brenham says Christ is an anointing. And it goes further and says an anointing is a person. Hallelujah. How many have read it in, in, in the book, The Unveiling of God? The unveiling, the, the, the anointing is a person. Hallelujah. So when, when we speak about Jesus, uh, when he was born, maybe before we go there, maybe let's read this quotation. In the message, a guide, a paragraph 35, paragraph 35 Brother Brenham says, at the finishing of the seventh seal, the mystery of God should be finished. To know who God is. You know, we take it for granted. You've got to get to a certain level to know who God is. Uh, you, you could have heard about him and you could have read about him but to know him it, it, takes a, it takes a special class of people. He says to know who God is. What he is. And I always say in this church who he is does not change. But what he is does change. Hallelujah. So that means if you see him as a, as a, as a, as a will win you cannot conclude that God is a will win. No, it is a form in which he came to that person. But, but for you to know that it is him in the will win, you must know him before he became the will win. So that means for you to know that he is now a man, you must have known him before he became a man. Before he became a pillar of fire, you must have known him to identify him as the pillar of fire. What what does it mean? Those that will know him will share with 
him his origin. And if you were there and share with him, with share the origin with him, it does not matter how he comes in dispensation because you know him from the origin. You know his nature. You know his makeup. So you can never know him here. You must have known him there to identify him here. Are you here, church, this morning? I hope we are together here. How many times did you see God changing? Pillar of fire. Pillar of clouds. A man. A wheel wind. A wheel in the middle of the wheel. Like, like unto the son of man being the fourth man in the fire. How many times did you see him change? Why, 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 when, 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 why could it be when Abraham saw him coming as a man to eat lunch with him? This God can be personal. He can come and eat lunch with you. We are worshipping the Almighty God here. He can descend and come and eat lunch with you. And speak to you face to face. But for Abraham to know him, he must have seen him before he stepped into the body. So that once he's in the body, he can know that that one that was there is now here but is the same one hallelujah but here's something beautiful when Abraham met him he met him there when he was eating a theophany does not eat hallelujah a theophany doesn't eat he became flesh so that he can come and eat with Abraham but Abraham still could recognize him here's something beautiful later on Moses sees him going past he sees the back part of the but he still recognizes that it is the same one that Abraham saw later that same one we see him meeting Joshua as the captain of the Lord's host who was that man it was the same man but here's something beautiful later we see him, he meets Jacob and they wrestle together and Jacob he says I've seen God face to face hallelujah and that same one he changed forms many times but believers still identify him and here's something beautiful that same one that appeared mysteriously throughout the pages of the Bible Brother Bram says he later became Christ. He says that Melchizedek became Jesus Christ. That Melchizedek after he became Jesus Christ he was crucified but he rose within 72 hours. So I'm here to declare the continuity of the ministry of Melchizedek. He's still here this evening. 
devil couldn't stop him. The fire couldn't stop him. When Nebuchadnezzar made the fire, it could not stop him. When they, when they sentenced him to death, death could not stop him. He is still here today. And that's why the prophet says, Who is this? Who is this Melchizedek? Not who was he? Was his present tense. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. He that's why theologians don't know who he is. They think he, he was just a phantom in the Bible. But it was a personality. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Now, now what, what will make us at the end? Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you uh, have ever connected the dots in life. Uh, where you look at events in retrospect. Where you would say, oh, no wonder I went to that school. Uh, if I did not go to that school, I would have never gotten that job. And if I could not get that job, I would have not married this man. How many have ever connected the dots? Where you the movements of your life. When, when they happened, you did not know the reasons behind. But, but today, when you look in retrospect, you are able to connect the dots and get a full picture. So, the only thing that can help us to connect the dots about him it is the revelation of the seventh seal. Because the prophet says, is the, at the finishing of the seventh seal, the mystery of God should be finished. To know who God is, what He is, how He lives, His nature, His being. Hallelujah. Once it is finished, we'll understand all His characteristics. But something very interesting. Well, well, it promises this. The finishing of the seventh seal promises this. When you go into the Bible, the Bible says when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Full stop. That's the end of it. Hallelujah. Then how, how do you know who he is? What he is? How he lives? His nature, his being, when, it, when the seventh seal opened, then there was just silence. It speaks, when it opened, it just gives you a, a scene, 
and the location where it was taking place happened and, and the time element and say it was for a space of a, half an hour now from here what can you say what is the seven seals hallelujah and I can ask to even this evening what is the seven seals is it a new knowledge? Is it a, a sermon? What is it? But the prophet, we need to go when he preached it. When, 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 when he spoke in, in parables. You know, when, you know what gives you a competitive advantage over the enemy? You must have something that the enemy knows nothing about. What destroys an opponent is because the one that attacks has got a a knowledge that the opponent knows nothing about. You know, when even America during the time of war they've got a special military plane. It's It's so advanced that uh, even if it could uh, fly into the South African airspace, they cannot pick it up on the radar. Hallelujah. So God had to give the church something that cannot be picked up by the devil's radar screen. Hallelujah. And that is the seventh seal. The seventh seal is not something that I can teach you. Hallelujah. I, I, I can preach it. But for you to receive the revelation, it will not be manual. The prophet says, he says in the, in the very same seven seal, paragraph 77, he says the eighth chapter only reveals the sin of the seven seal where nothing else is revealed. And nothing has to do with, the, with that eighth chapter. It's, it's, the re, it's the revealing of the seventh seal is perfectly mute. This is where I love it. This is me. This is where I love it. If I only had time, I will try a few places to show you all the way from Genesis and show you this seventh seal that is spoken of from the very beginning in Genesis. So this seal was there in Genesis. This seal was there 
there in Exodus. This seal was there throughout the pages of the Bible. And I want to say, who was that seal? Not what was that seal. Because that seal is not a thing. That seal is a person. That when Abraham met Melchizedek, that was the seal in the Bible. Walking through the pages of the Bible. How do I know that? The prophet of God says, Hallelujah. In John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 20. Verse 20. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my father. Hallelujah. And ye in me. And I in you. But at that day, today I want to say the day that was spoken of is this day. How will we know that I am in my father? The Logos is in the Father. The anointing in the Father. And from that, from the Father, then the Logos came out. And it created. Hallelujah. It was not the second person. It was the, the invisible God becoming visible and taking a form of sonship which was not a second God. The same God becoming visible. Now we see that God residing in the sun and today we see him residing in the believer. And that day you will know that I am in my father. Because why? Why is in the father? Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And he in me. The bright is the mystery of Christ revealed. I hope we are together here. And Brother Branham says in the message souls that are in prison three is perfection. The ministry came to its perfection when it reproduced Christ again in natural amongst human beings as it was predicted. So today this ministry must reproduce Christ in your life so that people can look at you and know that this believer has veiled the Christ there was a time when Christ veiled you when he was walking on the shore of Galilee today you are veiling Christ there was a time where I could not see you but I could see Christ and today I cannot see Christ but I see you. You were there when I saw Christ. He is here when I see you. Because you have become him. And that is the mystery. How God became you. So that you can become him. I hope we are together here. Now he says. Now notice. 
Down, it is in the crisis, the mystery of God revealed 191. Notice now, down through the ages, he has been gradually letting this out, slowly unfolding the mystery through the prophets, through the types. Now we can just go on to that because he is expressing himself in his fullness and through who? through you and I that's why I say at that day you shall know that I am in my father I want to, 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 to put it this way brother Brenham says Elohim Elohim Pot, he says he cannot himself. Why he Hallelujah. He 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 pot himself. Why far? And when we say power, it's not like a from one container to another container. Because now you speak about two containers. But he says this pouring that means he became that. So Elo him, Elohim, put himself into Christ. And it doesn't mean that after he put himself into Christ, then you've got Christ and Elohim. But we simply say Elohim became Christ. Now he says all that Christ had now put into the church. So you cannot have the church and have Christ there. Because now the two have become one. We are now the spirit of his spirit. We are now the thoughts of his thoughts. Because the, the brother Brenham is the Christ, the mystery of God revealed. He says the church is himself expressed. You are him expressed. Are we together? Amen. Let me just read this quotation first and then we'll see. The prophet says here, in this message, show us the Father. It will satisfy us. Wasn't those, were not those words of Philip? show us the father and Jesus never pointed somewhere he says if you have seen me you have seen the father and today I can say show us Christ are you going to point somewhere when you have seen me you have seen Christ (laughs) amen and that is the mystery of all and which is Christ in you the hope of glory he says in this message paragraph 93 uh, the spoken way to show us the father yes as I have indicated he says the pillar of fire was talking to Moses in the burning bush and he said to tell them all the generations that I am that I am. What is And later we see Jesus stood at the feast and said, I am that I am. Hallelujah. 
Moses received these words, he had these words, and Jesus speaks these words until it boggled the minds of the Pharisees. And they say, This man is not yet 50, but he says, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. You know, Jesus had a way of just making it very difficult. Why well, he says, Abraham saw my day and, and rejoiced, and when he it stirred them and made them angry, he comes again and say, before Abraham, I am. And when they look at him, he's not yet fit. The problem is that when you look at the flesh, you can confuse the flesh when the flesh speaks and not know the one that speaks through the flesh. Jesus was not there before Abraham. But the one that was in Jesus, he was there before Abraham. The Pharisees, they looked at him and said, no, when they follow Jesus, there are those that follow, they follow to the flesh. But there are those that follow, followed what was in the flesh. Even with Brother Brenham, there are those that follow to the flesh. But there are those that follow, followed what was in the flesh. That's why when the flesh was removed, we are not confused because the one that was in the flesh has now become came into this flesh. The same God. And it says unfolded. First in the pillar of fire. Then in the vision born his son. Now he's working his way down to mankind. He's revealing himself in sinful men. That's been regenerated again. Living in the entire church. At that day. You will know that I am in the Father and the Father in me and I in you and the end part of it is you in me. Oh my, you see, God in his people, God is right with the people, he unfolded himself from the supernatural beings down into a vision bound body to take away sin. When he came from God, he went back to God. He said, a little while, the world sees me no more. Yet you shall see me. For I will be with you. I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Uh, hallelujah. See how God 
is bringing his holy path. He couldn't come right down and jump into sin. God had to purge that path. In order to do it, he was a pillar of fire. Then as a virgin born son, that took away the sin out of our bodies. Then after that, God himself could dwell right among his people. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. When he was on earth, he he, he, he said he was God. He looked like God. He talked like God. He preached like God. He healed like God. He rose like God. He ascended like God. And he was God. He was God in the flesh. God in his son manifesting himself to his people and as it happened with Jesus then it will happen with you the same God that was in Jesus is the same God that must be in you and if he was God in Jesus he won't be less of God in you he will walk like God he will speak like God he will look like God he will rise like God he will ascend like God through the rapture. So whatever Jesus was, he was showing a path that you, once you have redeemed, how you should be like. Because that place that Jesus chose, it was not his place, but it was your place. Because you were sinful, you could not occupy that place. But Jesus came on that spot, shed his own blood, the spot and redeemed you back to that spot and if Jesus when he was on that spot he said my father and I are one when you come back to that spot you will say exactly the same thing if Jesus on that spot he said to Philip if you have seen me you have seen the father when you come back to that spot you will tell the people if you have seen me you have seen the father. What is happening? You have been redeemed. You have come back to your spot. I don't know whether we're together. Redemption doesn't mean coming to a message church. But redemption means occupying the spot that Jesus occupied. And when you occupy that spot, then the mind that was in Jesus, now it is the same mind that will be in you. God was not referring to a geographic place. He from his original spot. What was that original spot? When Adam was at that spot, he was an amateur God. When Adam was at that spot, he had the God But when sin came in, he fell from that spot and Jesus came, which was God in flesh, shed his own blood and redeemed to that spot. Now today, a believer must come back on that spot. That's why the 
are not on that spot, you are powerless. If you are not on that spot, you are just running around. But when you come back to the spot, there is a realization. I am just a church member. I have got the courtship. I am an amateur God. You must know what you have lost in the Garden of Eden. We did not lose a message church today. We did not lose a position in church. But we lost our spot. Where we were operating, where we were the amateur God, and today in the end time, God had to demonstrate that the spot has been redeemed. When William Branham was running away from the store, like everybody else, God said, William Branham, you do not know the spot has been redeemed. God ran away, go back to the store, and you will speak to the store and he went back there he addressed nature nature listened to him we have been redeemed we have been redeemed. God did not do a half job. Completely, we have been redeemed. Whatever Adam lost, through Christ, we have regained. The only thing that is remaining is spiritual amnesia. Because you are conscious of this man. But this evening, if you can realize, there is a higher man above this man. And you operate from that man. Things will happen in your life. Even now, whatever you are worried about, I can always trace it to this man. I'm sick. This is what's happening in my job. This is what's happening in my marriage. This is what's happening in my life. It all have to do with me. But if you can rise and get the consciousness that Adam lost and receive that consciousness, then you will begin to operate like Jesus and speak like him and live like him. This mystery is Christ in you. The hope of glory. How that great being bottled himself and came into your heart. Hallelujah. Into your clay. And people looked at you. And you confused them. Hallelujah. Jesus confused the devil in closing. There were many times where the devil thought he had cornered Jesus. When he was hungry, he said, I got him. Yes, he's angry like everybody. But when he cast that fig tree, he demonstrated his Godship. When the storm came and everybody was panicking, he rose up and spoke to the storm and said, Be still. That's what Godship on display. When Lazarus was in the tomb and the worms were crawling in, 
and he came and spoke and said, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And a man that was dead for four days rose. It was more than a man. It was God's ship. And the one that was in him this evening is in you. What is the seventh seal? Christ in you. The hope of glory. God bless you richly. Let's just sing a worshiping song. Brother Bicheng will just come and wrap up in prayer for us. I need your touch once Yes, 